0: Reverse logistics, it's the process that begins once a customer returns a product back to the company. For people in the logistics industry, well, we know how much of a pain handling returns is, so time consuming and costly. Now that we're heading into peak season, consumers are getting ready to spend big, which also means we'll be seeing big numbers in return merchandise. Today, we'll discuss how intelligent automation does reverse logistics better. We're talking a much faster, leaner process to help save your company money and to help save our planet. Hello, and welcome to Geek Speak, the logistics automation podcast. I'm Sarah Gomez, host of the podcast and social media manager here at Geek Plus. We have two knowledgeable guests joining us in the studio today. Our resident expert, Andrew Matsui, Head of Key Accounts for Geek Plus Global, and Jean Gato, International Sales Director at Geek Plus based in Europe. So gentlemen, we all know that online returns are increasing, leading us globally into a very wasteful problem. Industry experts estimate 33 to 50% of online orders are returned. Andrew, please tell us how are warehouses dealing with this influx of returned items? Uh, in
1: terms of reverse logistics, I, I think it can be broken down into many places, right? Uh, one w- within the supply chain. One would be in the collecting and collecting and bringing ba- bringing it back to the warehouse. That collection part is is a nuisance because that creates a lot of uh, a lot of traffic. Uh, going to and getting back to, and oftentimes it's, you you can't plan that part. So that unplannable supply chain part becomes uh, one big problem. Also, after the goods have arrived to the uh, to the warehouse, then sorting it and managing the quality of each of those uh, items that were returned, this becomes another problem. And you need to have a a, a really a solid. Um, operating procedure towards identifying what type uh, what quality level each of the items are. So the the 3PL and the wor- warehouse actually needs to understand the the acceptable quality standards of each of the uh, the apparel and retail vendors. So that becomes another big part of the operation. And then after that, you need to put it back into the inventory and, uh, re- and make it make put it back into the sales cycle where it can be re- repurposed for a different variety of, uh, of operations such as reselling towards um, as as the active inventory, or else uh, otherwise re- reselling it into the secondary markets as reused items, or to put it reverse it farther back into the supply chain for uh repurposing it as material or ingredients towards new uh new material that new new products breaking it down into fibers or uh plastic or whatever and to reusing it so putting it reversing it returning it further back that's another uh, problem in itself as well Uh, when we talk about reverse logistics i think we can break it down into multiple aspects and uh, for each part of the supply chain i think there needs to be a solution that uh, for each part and um i I think you know that's that's the main point so i i I guess and the work heaviest workload would come in the warehouse john um if you have any thoughts towards that
2: yeah the whole purpose uh of the system uh the goods to men solution mobile shelf solution is for the operators to get the shelves inside the shelf many locations empty locations so that operators that just need to pick in in the case the skus, scan the product with an RFID reader, and place the skus inside the empty locations inside shelves. And this is really fast. Um, it could be very uh, efficient. It can boost any warehouse by eight the productivity. There are two options: set up a specific area for returns management inside the warehouse. Customers already occupy, or second option create dedicated reverse logistic warehouse and more and more as we can see the figures in most of the countries u.s europe uh, some of the countries reach 70 percent return on a daily basis so it increases the um, the challenges that people need to uh, to face by optimizing as much as possible Uh, the return goods inside the warehouse
1: right i I mean for the from the end end customer perspective it's uh i i think reverse logistics is not just within the warehouse but it's it's just uh it's it's an independently um separate and very important supply chain in itself and uh it, it needs to enable um enable many things to happen at a very uh, accelerated pace or else it, it's it's more and more increasingly unsustainable as a business model uh, for these companies um especially apparel because of the e-commerce um because it's blowing up and becoming bigger and bigger every year and it's becoming more convenient for end users to buy things online or through an app um, it just makes it so that people basically buy. And then if they don't like it, then they'll uh, send it back. Or if the size is wrong, then they'll just buy it, try it out, and then send it back. Or maybe they'll even you know, some some in some cases, they'll uh, even wear it outside and try it or, you know, there's a million things that can go because the items are actually being sent to the customer and not be handled within a store. So this, uh, this, reverse logistics, these items coming back, re- reversing uh, the, the flow of the supply chains, it's, it's, it's becoming more and more of a, of a headache and, and a cost center, I think, um, uh, for many companies. But I, I think what, what's interesting um, that is that these days, more and more custom, uh, companies are actually regarding these returns and the reverse logistics as not a cost center. But accepting it as part of their um, part of their sales cycle and part of their ecosystem, and actually u- utilizing it for a more um, sophisticated business model with e-commerce incorporated, and and to help that, I think 3PL's um, efforts towards making this much more of a smoother and um, and faster process is pivotal. Uh, pivotal in, in the development of this. Um, I think like, for instance, like uh, an example, a good example would be the automobile industry. Even a regular person would understand that we don't throw away cars in like a, you know, in a landfill. We, we, there is a very sophisticated reverse logistics going on already, already made for automobiles where we bring that um, unused or broken car back to a factory. We break it apart and take out the parts that we can be used, uh, use it for secondary markets or even uh, use it as a scrap metal. And uh, this is, and this is, um this is because we have already worked on building this kind of a supply chain. And as we move forward, we would need to start doing this more and more uh, for uh, for clothing and for plastic and a- anything that's on the market right now. And and by doing this, I think this this can contribute a lot to the 3R or the sustainability movement that's been going on in the industry quite for some time. Uh, Many companies are very conscious of their carbon footprint, as well as sourcing their materials and et cetera from very sustainable and um, eco-friendly means. And um, doing this uh, reverse logistics and and mastering it actually uh, creates... Uh, a backward uh, flow of materials and ingredients that can be used in the production of new products. Uh, so essentially, uh, companies, uh, big companies, don't need to source their materials from forests to do this anymore. They 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 actually have their own factory that actually produces metal, uh, fibers, plastic, etc. And and also to reduce the overall carbon footprint of that company. So all in all, I think it's now is the moment where everything is just falling into place and everything is clicking into that uh, that equation. Although I do admit that we cannot actually automate everything in the reverse pr- process because um, much of it needs still needs a lot of human intervention in terms of smelling the, the clothing, touching the clothing, checking the quality. These still is a human very much a human process but um apart from this i think uh what you just said john uh in terms of automating the process will actually speed up the not only the process itself but also the accuracy and 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 the handling quality service level of these uh warehousing uh the warehouse step Uh, so i think that's very beneficial
0: so john this question is for you Compared to a traditional system, does an automated system help speed up the process for reverse logistics?
2: Traditionally, uh, operators, they sort it by skus, by, um, by fast movers, slow movers skews, uh, and they have their own process, but mainly they try, they walk between 16, 17 kilometers per, 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 per day. Uh, which is really uh, a a lot and it's and and they need as well sometimes to um, to carry heavy uh, packages from one one place to another Um, and and now where we're switching to a fully automated or half automated solution we uh, we provide improvements uh, ergonomy uh, ergonomic improvements inside the warehouse for operators to get better uh, work conditions. And as per the efficiency, uh, the replenishment inside the storage locations, well, it could be bins, uh, storage location shelves, um, uh, any kind of systems or, or boxes uh, that, w- that we c- you can find or even pallets, it's, uh, yeah, the, the system, the main systems uh, that we can see more and more on the market are goods to man solutions where operators don't need to run anymore. They needed f- before to go to the uh, products and to pick them where the uh, SKUs were stored. Now the SKUs are coming to the operators to be picked. Um, so it makes it, um, less
1: painful for operators. I would say that geek plus solution is basically, uh, a, a more flexible version of what you would see, what you, what people have seen in the industry until now, um, more or less, what we're doing is the same. We're handling things on a tote level or a rack level or a box or a item level. These things don't really change. They will never change in the next a hundred years, but. Uh, what we are changing is the flexibility and the versatility, the dynamicness of of this operation. Uh, previously, I think everybody thought that automation and trying to automate these big boxes of warehouses full of uh, clothing and shoes and everything would cost a lot of money. And it's one one if you if you decide something once, design something and plan de- deploy it, then you got to keep using it for another decade or maybe twenty years. But as the industry and this reverse logistics, as the industry is maturing and developing at this rapid, really rapid pace, and these different types of operation, we need to handle these new problems coming up, um, the the automation and how it, how we approach it needs to change as well. And from that perspective, geek plus is a very f- a flexible, op- a flexible, a solution, where we offer a variety of handling, uh, handling units. We can do totes, we can do pieces, we can do boxes and pallets, and the the good thing about Geek Plus is that we are able to kind of consolidate that under one system and and one algorithm, so that you don't have to relearn the process just because you have a different handling unit. In one warehouse, you might be doing pallets; when one, another, you might be doing totes, but essentially, the system and the algorithm, the way that you need to approach these uh, robotics is basically the same because it's under one software. So that's the good thing about uh, geek plus. And in our solution, I think what we do is we make it so that uh, the inbound process is very easy. Um, previously, in manual labor, you had to actually sort it out into different categories, different SKU levels, and SKU types. And batches and lots and everything but now you just put it in you dump it into the robot system and when you when you pick it when you do the picking process the algorithm uh i actually identifies which item is in which location and tells the operator where to pick from so uh, basically it's doing the sorting at the output level the outbound picking level instead of the put, put away part Right, so it's actually dispersing the 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 load of reverse logistics, um, not just into, uh, not just focusing into the inbound process, but diversifying, dispersing it across all of the uh, all of the flow, doing it both in inbound and outbound, so that the load becomes lighter and you don't need to spend too much time. Also, it's uh, heavily supported by the AI aspect. Uh, customers still can, uh, companies like uh, Apparel, Retail, 3PL, these customers can uh, still use their WMS and still keep their existing operation and their uh, algorithm on that end. And we're just another added layer of uh, smartness, I think, that actually uh, handles, ma- makes all these you know difficult processes like reverse a little more easier for everyone.
0: Speaking about intelligent automation, I've heard that one of the biggest advantages of opting for an automated system for reverse logistics is being able to collect data through the system. Could you tell us about it, Andrew?
1: I think that's another interesting topic. Data. Right. I've um, I I think that's that'll play a very big role in these in the in the future uh, industry. How many of these items are being returned? Which skew? Which color? which size and from which, you know, from which pr- people who bought it? Is it, is it uh, female, male? Is it a uh, child? Is it an adult? Is it from which country and getting these in, uh, information and data collecting it and then using it in their manufacturing and production lines is, is crucial into, into creating a more leaner and sustainable overall supply chain for that com- uh,
0: company. So we all know that peak season is about to start or it's already started for some folks. And we know that a whole lot of returns are about to come our way. For our last question, please compare peak season reverse logistics using automation versus peak season using a traditional system.
1: The interesting thing about peak season is that um, for most companies, they would actually do um, a big Amount of a large amount of inbound and put away in the beginning, and then and then prepare for that season to come because usually the peak season is tied to a uh, a sale or a, a sale week or something um, on the on some of their uh, e-commerce platforms, and uh, they so they know when it will start and they know when they can pre- uh, predict uh, the most highest um, outbound volume to come hit at, and with uh, con- and connecting this. With the, the item uh, forecast for each of the SKUs, for each of the items, they can basically identify, okay, this item, let's put in like this much more. And for this item, let's keep it, you know, let's put away somewhere else. So peak season is consisted of two phases. One would be the preparation phase where we, they do this massive amount of inbound process and, and re, re, uh, re-racking. Uh, putting it from one rack to another to prepare for that fluctuation of, um, of sales in the following week. Uh, The second uh, phase will be basically the, the, the picking part, right? So uh, how, and then this, in this picking part, uh, they would experience this fluctuation of, of uh, double, triple, maybe 10 times the amount that they're usually used to. Now, of conventional automation um, equipments were actually designed. You have to design the inbound capacity and the outbound capacity and the storage capacity, and basically everything needs to kind of stay within that limit for each, for both inbound, outbound, and also storage. The good thing about Geek Plus solution is that basically you don't need to decide. Oh, this workstation will only be used for outbound. You can actually use the workstations for both inbound and outbound. What does that mean? It means that during the preparation period, you can use all of your workstations to do all the inbound process very quickly. And then in the next phase where you need to do the picking, then basically use all of the stations for picking, right? Um, during the normal season, you don't have to actually do this. You can do put away and inbound and outbound at the same time in parallel, right? Uh, using half-half or maybe two-eight two of, of the working stations. But during the peak season, you can actually delegate these all of these working workstations for, for that singular operation to maximize the, uh, the efficiency so that um, before, conventionally, everybody had to stay up all night and you would do double, triple shift to cover that uh, inf- inflation of uh, the, the picking volume that needs, needed to be done. Our solution doesn't need to do that, right? Because you can change the, you can, you can handle the volume based on the association of the order towards the working station. So you don't actually need to do additional uh, investment to do that. And of course, if, um, of course, if the, there, the volume is like 10 times, then it'll, it'll make it easier if you have more robots or something to support that part. But the good thing about our solution is that actually uh, you can actually add robots for for a very short amount of time and take it out when you don't need it actually. So that's another part of of our system that is actually um, good, a very good fit towards these uh, uh, peak seasons. actually, so two parts. one, the flexibility of the warehouse uh, workstations. and second, the flexibility of the system in terms of adding, subtracting uh, robots into, And out of the system. Yeah,
0: isn't it incredible how flexible automated systems are? Adding a robot to the fleet only takes one minute. It's so impressive. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thanks so much for the invitation. I was really glad to have the the conversation with uh, with Andrew, with all of you. Thank you, Sarah, for uh, having us. And
1: um, it was an interesting conversation.
0: When we return for our next episode, we'll spend it answering an automation question from our audience, and that question could come from you. If you have any questions for us about automation, our robots, or the logistics industry, please send them in. We're on LinkedIn as Geek Plus. That's a plus sign. Or you can send your questions to team at geekplus.com. That's team at geekplus spelled out dot